Hello everyone and welcome to the Next Who Pod. My name is Blair Beveridge and thank you for once again joining us here today. On this episode, we have Andy Tarks. Now, Andy is a Wisconsin human that is into crochet and Slovakian folk dancing. Yes. All that and more on this episode of Hoopod. No, Andy is absolutely awesome. He dives deep into those sort of things. We talk a little D&D. We talk a little wrestling. We really get into some really cool areas on this one. We're going to name this episode Granny Squares, and uh, you, you, you'll figure it out once you get listening into it. Uh, for those who are aware what a Granny Square is, you're probably going, oh, he's going to be talking about this. I didn't know what it was until I listened to this podcast, until I was part of this podcast. Let's be real. Anyway, guys, uh, enough of me babbling on, as I like to say. Let's get into it. Hoopod number 13, Andy Tarks. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the next Hoopod. We got Andy joining us today. Andy Tiarkis, is that right? Um, technically, it's just Tarks. Oh. But yeah, no, that's okay that much <laughs> andy I've, I've grown accustomed to it being mispronounced okay andy tarks my apology who you know him on the twitters by uh you better pronounce that one too hopivore andy hopivore there's a story there well it's uh hops is a beer uh ingredient and yep. there's actually a beer uh, from the dark it. horse brewing company called hopivore and or sorry not new dark horse new holland beer company um yeah hopivore and yeah, I, I care for beer, so I put it as my Twitter handle. So that's why you know I'm on the Twitters. We're also joined by my lovely co-host, Joey Couture. See, Tyrolin's not here, so he had to throw the word lovely towards me because, you know. I'll call you lovely every week if you'd like. Stop flirting with me, I'll tell you why. <laughs> We totally love you. <laughs> Tierlin, unfortunately, is caught up in another Wicked Witch of the West twister um, going down in Oz. So I, I'm, I'm really shocked. You know, they're a first world country that a storm knocks out the Internet. I really probably should stop being shocked, but I, I, I continuously am shocked by this. I don't know why. Uh, but uh, yeah, and you, you see Andy on the GNS forums. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So before I start telling you all the things about Andy, let's get Andy to tell him us about him. So Andy, as Joey likes to say, tell us your life story. My life story. Uh, well, my life story started way back in 1973, um, which, you know, I'm a, not the a long one. time ago. Yes. I know. <laughs> um, but the great thing about the geek community is that it's really not about how old you are. It's That's about true. what you like. And yes. so um, being part of the Geek and Sundry family um, has been a great thing to be able to connect with all sorts of people based on what we like and not when we happen to have graduated from high school. Agreed. Um, so um, as far as my background goes, um, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized I should really thank my parents for really fostering my geekiness. Mm. Um, as far as stuff like going to go see Star Wars in the theaters, you know, when I was a tiny little kid, um, the Hobbit, the, like the animated thing, I I have vivid memories of seeing that. I remember Um, that. (laughs) They bought me like for a Christmas, uh, uh, my first box, uh, of Dungeons and Dragons things. Um, they realized it was like quickly, they realized it was a little too complicated. So they just bought me then like a little bit later, the dungeon board game, because okay. I was kind of like Dungeons and Dragons light. Right. Um, oh, kind of and like just from there. they have, um, 
I know I, I talk about this. I throw this movie reference out there a lot, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but oh no, go ahead. Uh, if you've ever seen um, Elm Street Part Three, there's a kid in there, Warriors? and that's the Dream yeah, Warriors. Dream Warriors, yes. and yes. He, he likes to the consider Greek. himself um, the Wizard Master because that's the the board game that he plays, and it's kind of D and D looking when he when he's sitting there on the bed because it almost looks like he's got like the Dungeon Master screen up. Well, that was back when Dungeons and Dragons was evil and satanic, and right. you know instilled fear in the heart of parents worldwide. <laughs> that and rock music or rap. Well, music. in with the Doc and theme track to that movie, you know that was awesome. True story. Um, Sorry. Um, so yeah, so um, all of that kind of stuff, video games from the earliest uh, ColecoVision uh, for me. That was my first set. Um, then I quickly became a Nintendo kid um, with my paper route money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, since then, uh, just a, a little bit of everything, uh, primarily comic books, um, as far as my geeky cred goes. Um, uh, but then there's some things that I kind of consider geeky that aren't like the normal kind of geeky, um, just based on passion and weirdness. Um, so stuff like crafting, uh, crochet, uh, bird watching, uh, folk dancing, uh, folk dancing, I think, is definitely geeky because it's not really going to score you any points in a dance club. Um, but it's something that yeah, you just kind of love, know. and you do. <laughs> you never know. Well, well, you know, so long as it's got a 4-4 beat, I can probably pull out something to it. <laughs> All right, and we'll, and we'll do a deeper dive on, on a lot of those things when we get into the meat of the interview. Um, sure. But let's let's kind of get into how you found Team Human and, 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 well, just your introduction to the community. Sure. Okay, so for a while I had a really crappy computer and I didn't do really anything internet related as far as streaming or YouTube or anything just because it sucked But And then when I finally went out and bought a new computer, I, I dove in and started watching all sorts of things. And uh, one of the things that I found was, uh, you know, co-optitude. And from co-optitude... Um, well, I, I really totally binged on that. I kind of discovered it right around episode 50, somewhere around there. Oh, um, nice. And then I think that was right about the same time that Felicia and Ryan had started doing their streams. Right. Um, because I do remember vividly watching the Grimrock stuff, which um, yep. the the shortened series by Joey has. I mean, that's great. Um, you got your fan. Yep. I'm yeah. so excited. I have a fan. <laughs> no, it's totally it's, it's great because sometimes if I want to watch a recap of that, it's nice to not be able to have to watch three hours. As great as those three hours were, sometimes it's nice to be able to watch it in a thirty-minute format. Well, um, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I we all we all love to watch Felicia stream, but like I like I've always said before, the 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 original point of doing the abridged things was she'd have like so many like funny witty like one-liner moments like there's a part near the end of the uh life is strange one that's finished uh there's a part where for like three seconds it it cuts to a clip and she's like why is there pineapple in my hair so it was like you know those funny things i (laughs) that was what i loved cutting the episode down for yeah she's the best (laughs) yes uh so once i became a, a fan of those streams i mean that's kind of right at the point where team human was born um, during those streams in the chat, I just kind of realized, wow, these people are really neat and not what I've heard about um, 
chat rooms uh, and they, the they, internet. They we're a rare breed. Um, I keep saying they. <laughs> yeah, and then the Twitter's yeah, the the I'm mean, not the Twitter the uh, Twitch stream from Geek and Sundry officially you know, began shortly thereafter, and it just kind of became more or less official. So I've been I've been here for a while, sometimes lurking, sometimes not, but always here. That's awesome. That's that's really cool. I always find it interesting how people get get drawn in, and you know, obviously Felicia is a main vector for most of these things and and her various projects. Uh, I, I have yet to run, uh, I don't think we've interviewed, and Joey, you can, you can check me on this one, anyone who's come in via the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Critical Role show, because I know that's the show that really kind of blew up the Geek and Sunder Twitch stream. That's going general. to happen, I mean, considering they're oh, it's, hitting it's, about 23,000 every, every week now. Yeah, it's absolutely insane, and and I remember when when I saw the lineup of the shows, and I didn't know many of them, with the exception of Ashley Johnson, um, just because I knew her from Growing Pains, and and um, the timing of it was really cool, because I actually really enjoy the show that she's on, um, a Blind Spot, that that's on the on uh, cable television, or I guess just whatever normal television, and uh, and her character is my favorite character on the show, so it's just kind of neat. Uh, that I think it was the last episode or the second last episode, they, they actually threw a D&D joke at her and she actually responded back, no, I'm more like a paladin. So she literally repped her, her uh, critical role character on Blindspot itself. I thought it was pretty cool. That's awesome. I was, uh, I had recently taken a, a look at, because I, I when I get into like research mode, I was, I kind of, I go a little overboard, so I was looking at Matthew Mercer, and I had heard the name before. I had never really connected it with his face, I, and I still, to this moment, haven't seen Critical Role. I do plan to watch it for anybody who may be listening to this later and, and gasping and freaking out at me about it. I, I plan to watch it. It's just there's a lot to catch up on. Um, Laura, on the other hand, Bailey, I believe. Holy crap! I saw the roster of everything that she's done a voice yeah. piece for, and I was like. Holy crap! Like it just went on and on. Well, they all have. I was like, "What is this?" Their, their IMBD references are. I mean, their lists are just incredible. It's you don't really realize how much voiceover work people do until you start looking at their at their full I, resumes. I, I remember. I think it was about ten years ago. Um, I found this DVD called Comic Book the Movie, and um, it was starring Mark Hamill. And basically, the premise of it was there is eight guys that do like eighty percent of the voices in Hollywood, and 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 you just kind of go, what? So he basically shows a panel with with these eight guys, and of course, him him doing the voices of the Joker, um, and then a classic. few other characters on there got him credit enough to be on there. But there was one dude who did like every Looney Tunes character, you know, they had Pinky in the Brain, like they, they were all just spitting out their voices and you're like, oh my God, if like a meteor hit this room, we would lose almost all, you know, the voice actors of that day. You know, maybe it was a little older than 10 years ago, maybe 15. But it sounds like, you know, these, this critical role cast might be the, the new incarnation of that. Uh, today I was streaming, I, I, I blew the dust off my uh, Twitch account for today and, and I actually had a lot of viewers which was really cool. I think Andy, and you dropped in for a little bit which was... I was nice. there for a while, yes. Um, but uh, Toronto Gal actually pointed out that uh, I was playing Overwatch that Matt Mercer voices one of the characters in Overwatch and it's actually my favorite voice of the, of the characters. I didn't know, he, he voices apparently McCree uh, who is the uh, Wild West character 
Um, and, and and she just says that it tells me midstream because you know she's she's a bucket full of amazing knowledge, and uh, I just yeah you're right Joey he's ugh, incredible incredible resume. There is a uh, a similar movie I, I saw it on Netflix called I know that voice I, I believe is what it was called. Yes. Um, oh my god! I've seen you've seen that it. Movie. I oh my love god. that movie. <laughs> it there's it's just so cool being able to see all of these people like all the people who did like. Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle and and all the way through to the modern era just all of them and seeing their real faces and and just realizing that one person has done you know 20 different voices that you grew up with um, and that they're just such a huge part of your childhood and your life in general. I've actually got a pretty famous uh, voice over following me on Twitter. And I remember when it happened, they like they followed me out of like out of nowhere, and it kind of caught me by surprise, and I got super excited. Can you guess who that was? Is it Joe DiMaggio? No. It, no, not not Joe. I'll John, give you a hint. John, sorry, it's a female. Laura Bailey. It was <laughs> the original voice of Siri. What? What? As in the phone. Yeah, it's a series of real person. And well, sure if you want to know who if you want to know what she looks like, you can either uh hunt hey, her down she done other Twitter, stuff? or you can also see her in uh I just seen went to a tech convention and Siri the uh woman who voices Siri was there as well. I don't know if I want to know her face. I yell at my phone a lot, and I usually cuss Siri out. So I, I don't want to know that there's a Facebook. <laughs> I have the British mail, so like I, oh, okay. I, I don't know. But she, pretending he's she on did... that rugby team, perhaps. Uh, I'm gonna go there, Blair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you were saying. No, I was just saying that. Uh, when I first saw like who she looked like, she wasn't immediately who I pictured Siri to look like. But then after about two seconds, I was like, no, 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 no. Now I see it. Now I see it. Like my brain allowed it to happen in my head. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever like had moments like that before where you're like, I can't really accept this now that I know. So when you yeah. talk to your phone, do you picture her now? No, like I said, I still have the, the British male series so oh. i don't oh that's right that's right her yeah i, I i'm just not gonna do that because I, I i'll start feeling bad at you know me yelling at my phone now um to transition off of, person <laughs> oh i'm sure she is and you know if i meet her i actually don't want to know she's the voice of siri hi my name's janice or whatever nice to meet you janice i don't do any work at all okay great that's all i need to know let's go grab a beer um <laughs> that, uh, you're a human of the storm, another human of the storm. Uh, yes, uh, you've had useless rogue on here before, uh, Scott, yeah. and uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him at the Felicia Day book tour uh, in Chicago and in Milwaukee uh, back oh, cool. in April of this year. Uh, but there yes. are many players um, from all around the United States and around the world, too, because, I mean, even Leangelis sometimes stops in. Um, so, no, it's a great time. Um, Matthew Mercer and other people also voice game uh, voices in that game as well. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, my love of video games and my love of all of these humans um, has somehow kind of combined. Um, it can be a frustrating game um, when you're playing against actually really good people, but yeah. I think the best thing is that 
win or lose, um, we just have a lot of fun with it. I mean, there's a lot of times where instead of saying good game at the end, we just put a G for game um, because it was a game. Um, we lost, we sucked, but we had fun. Now, does Heroes of the Storm, not to go off on another tangent, but I'm just curious because I know I could have always done the research, but I, I always find I like to just ask the question to somebody. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> I'm one of those weird people. I could totally Google it, but I refuse to. Uh, does Heroes of the Storm cost any actual money? If you don't want it to, no, it doesn't cost any money to like start it and play it. And So it's kind of like how Hearthstone is. I don't have to spend actual money Get unless away. I absolutely want to slash need to. Correct. You gotcha. you, uh, you you buy, the, or not you buy, you, you just download the game. And as you play the game and complete quests, you earn in-game money. And you can use that to purchase other heroes and um, skins, so different costumes and, and outfits for people at certain levels. Um, however, if you are impatient or just want to, you know, purchase a unicorn to ride around on or some really, you know, dope outfit, you can just spend, you know, three ninety nine or something like that and do it. Um, so far, I mean, I've been playing a year. I've spent zero dollars on it. Um, however, you know, I mean, they provided so much entertainment for me. I think at some point I may spend a dollar or two and not feel guilty about it. Well, the, the whole micro-purchasing system is really what is driving the industry right now. And I, I play a bunch of games now that are micro-purchasing, and I'm very disciplined. Um, I, there's one on my phone that I've spent a little bit of money on. But like yourself, I, I played a little bit of Hero of the Storm and I was spending money. I still haven't spent money on Hearthstone yet, though the temptation has been... Very difficult on that one, um, but uh, yeah, it's the micro purchasing games can be very dangerous. But as long as you're disciplined with it, you should be fine. I, I think there was a South Park episode about that, wasn't there? Where somebody, what was it, Stan or, or someone had yeah. micro purchased to the extreme? Stan, I think he micro charged like three hundred or three thousand dollars, whatever, and it was because he was purchasing Canada. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the amazing thing about that show is that it, it is produced in such a short time period that they can be just ridiculously topical. Well, I mean, the, the background on all this Canada stuff is, is, I think it was Trey Parker. I'm not sure if Matt Stone was as well, but Trey went to school actually up here in Toronto and submitted South Park in, in its very early forms as his kind of final project. And they failed him miserably because it looked like crap. And they just thought he mailed it in, not understanding obviously what you know the whole vision of the of the thing was, and uh, because of that, and especially when he became famous, Canada became his whipping boy, which is fine. You know the the jokes are they're jokes, they're ridiculous. But if you're gonna pick on somebody, you can pick on us for a while. I think the Germans have been picked on enough. I think the Russians have been picked on enough. The Chinese, let's you can you can bring some some hate up here to Canada. We can take it. You guys are the best neighbors to the North we could ever hope for. And if you can't troll your friends, who can you troll? Well, you shouldn't be trolling anyone unless you control your friends. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I, uh, I, I appreciate the symbiotic relationship we have with the U.S. Just don't vote in Trump, guys. I'm not political, but that guy's crazy. Please. Um, if there's ever a year for a third by party. North Korea, I'm told. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like. I mean, even if you if you want to ignore everything bad and contradicting of 
Donald Trump of who he is, can you at least, I'm begging people out there, pay attention to that one thing, please? <laughs> like, think about that for just a minute. Mm, racist and sexist is generally as far as I need to go. I don't know about you guys. Oh, anyway, moving on. Yeah, so, we're mood killer. Didn't mean to do that. So, so Andy, um, yes, you uh, you work in uh, in in the in the liquor industry in Milwaukee. That, that's, I, I do, of all places. Yeah, Milwaukee's a, a good nose. place. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're known for it. I mean, more. It, it's not uh, the center of the universe as it used to be. Um, especially with beer, um, it's the craft beer industry has exploded, yes. and that I mean. True. California. But you'll always have Laverne, I mean, every sure. state has has a Portland. I mean, gosh, there's so many states that have just a ridiculous amount of great breweries. Um, however, our store does a great job of bringing in as much as possible. Um, and so I work there at Discount Liquor here in Milwaukee. And what we do is uh, we try to help navigate this crazy world to all of the customers. Because like I said, there's so much out there. Um, mm -hmm. so, um, it can really be confusing when somebody walks into a store and sees, you know, you know, 3000 selections of something to choose from. Like, what yeah, do I gone choose? Are the days where you just go and point at your dad's beer and say, give me, you know, 24 of those. That's for well, sure. You, you know, it, it's my opinion that there's a time and a place for every kind of beer. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of what, you know, people call beer snobs out there, um, yes. who would never drink, uh, one of those beers that your dad used to drink, but there's a perfect time for that kind of beer. Um, there's a group out of Chicago that does some beer tasting uh, on their website, and for like a perfect example, they rated Miller Genuine Draft, um, which is just a average beer, and they rated it like really poorly um, as far as like you know their normal standards go. But then they put an asterisk and said, if you're sitting at a Chicago Bears game. This beer is a ten out of ten, you know, mm. because there's like I said, a time and a place for everything, and um, you know, every time that you drink a beer, it doesn't have to be some sort of Russian imperial stout, you know, infused with coffee. Um, you know, there's I'm a uh, yeah, bit of a beer snob, I would say. Given the choice and an unlimited budget, I will always go with, you know, the Scottish beer or a, or a German beer. And, just I, I've my, my dad brewed beer growing up and I think I might have mentioned this in the past and, and so I didn't know beers by their brand labels I knew them by the you know what they were sure um, so you know when I first started going to beer stores I said, well, what do you want I go, well you know give me your, give me your your best stout and they're like well what is that you know sort of because back then Guinness I think was the only stout eventually came came into play but um, and I just I I I, I kind of those 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 building blocks were laid for me early, early on. But as you said, if I'm if I'm sitting on like a patio, you can give me the most watered down thing known to mankind. I generally don't like watered down beers, but I'll I'll enjoy it because it's got a time and a place. Um, and, MGD is actually one I, I I enjoy in a nice hot summer day. And, and one of the other keys is to is to I mean, while you want to try to expand your palate, is just to kind of know what you like. Because, you know, we try to help our customers out by putting some of the, like, rating information from stuff like Beer Advocate and Rate Beer on our shelves. But just because a beer happens to be rated a 99 or a 100 out of a 100, 
if it's a style that you've never cared for, chances are you're still not going to care for it. I mean, there's a lot of great beers out there that my mom would frankly pour down the drain right. just because she doesn't like that style of beer. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so we, like I said, we just try to help our customers out and, and show them, show them, you know, Hey, you like this? Well, try this. It's a fun time. No, that's pretty cool. And uh, so you do the social media work for them and, and some, some, uh, fundraising as well. Well, yes. Um, you know, as probably the most computer literate person in the store, um, it became my default job to do all of the Facebook and Twitter. Um, and uh, honestly, the Team Human um, background and experience has really helped me out because, oh my gosh, you know, when you're dealing with the public, sometimes you just get some of the craziest replies and comments and Sometimes you just have to think to yourself, okay, what would Toronto gal say? And you just reply back in the best way possible. Um, I mean, because it's, you know, your immediate response, because you put all of this hard work into something, your your immediate response is often sometimes very defensive and can be um, not what's best for the company. But when you then sit back and look at it and go, okay, um, what should I say? And, And how should I respond? Not just as a professional, but as a human. Mm-hmm. Um, to put the best spin on everything, um, I think my experience in Team Human has helped me out tremendously in my job. Um, and as far as the fundraising goes, yes. Um, so the the one of the original the store that I work for it's been around for fifty four years now, and the the mom is originally owned by a, a husband and a wife, and she had passed away uh, seven years ago. Uh, to ovarian cancer so we do a fundraiser Um, we've done it for four years now with the wisconsin ovarian cancer alliance Uh, we call it crafts and drafts we are the primary sponsor of the event um, with the wisconsin ovarian cancer alliance and um, this last year we had about 600 people in attendance and uh, raised a good chunk of change for for the uh for the wisconsin ovarian cancer alliance um it's a great time. We get a lot of a lot of help from the different breweries and brewmasters and brew uh, the owners. Um, they'll they'll. I mean, when you are one of the bigger stores in the Milwaukee market and they realize it's for a charity, a lot of them will come in and help you out. And um, it's just a great time. No, well, that's awesome. Anyone who does any uh, fundraising for any cancer is uh, gets gets full marks from me um i've i've had cancer all around me and in not me personally but in a lot of people around me just just to give you an example um my baby sister ended chemo last week and uh she she ran a half marathon today so (laughs) so it's uh yeah it's it's pretty impressive she's uh she's a tank she's a warrior um but yeah, anyone who does anything for for cancer is is aces in my book. Yeah, I lost a grandfather and an aunt to various forms of cancer related things, and uh, I'll be the one so who breaks you, the swearing bar- uh, barrier in this one. Fuck cancer! I can just go fuck itself right in the ass in the corner. I don't care. So true. <sighs> well, now that that's out of the You're way, you're gonna break the swearing barrier. Seriously, based on some of the guests that we've had. Based on some of the stuff that's well, coming Jake out of really my did. mouth, really, you're gonna break the barrier, I, Blair? Oh, please! For, 
for this specific podcast. Oh, like if we had Jake okay. on here, that now we're that barrier would have been broken. Yes, we are splitting hairs. <laughs> Jake Jake really broke the barrier for the podcast. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> With Hoovers and blowjobs. That was hilarious. Um, so you did your schooling in 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 Milwaukee. It looks like correct. And uh, you have a mini human. I do. Uh, my daughter Olivia is 15 years old. She is finishing up her freshman year in high school, and uh, she's amazing. Um, I've kind of well, you know, when your father's sitting around playing video games and stuff like that and reading comic books, it kind of rubs off uh, just kind of naturally. I never told her hey, you need to be a geek, um, but she totally grew up that way. Um, she's super smart, and I am I'm super lucky. Um, you know, every now and then you'll talk to somebody who's a parent and their child is... Um, I'm lucky in two ways. Either their child is not having the best of time in school and they have to do all sorts of extra work, or their grades are problems. Like I said, I'm super lucky. That's never been an issue. And then, um, knock on some wood here, she's been super healthy, and nothing is as crazy to see as, uh, you know, a sick kid. And when, when you know, Geek and Sundry did this stuff for the uh, children's uh, hospitals and stuff like that, and they were showing those videos, you just sit there and watch it and go, man, I have, I have been so fortunate that my child... She went to the hospital once to get her adenoids removed. And while we're sitting there in the waiting room, um, you know, getting her ready to, you know, go in to get her adenoids removed, which is like a first world problem. Um, you know, there's some girl who, you know, is like two, three years younger than her who's going in for heart surgery. It's like, all right, uh, let's that puts it totally in perspective here. I should just, you know, thank the doctors and nurses and just, you know, sit quietly in the waiting room until my daughter gets back. But, um, yeah, I, I've, I've been a very lucky father, but yeah, she's a great kid. Um, she does occasionally, um, lurk in the chat rooms. She does. I mean, she's 15, so she's got her own social media stuff as well. Um, if you see Sorrentheal, uh, sitting around in there, that's her. She will usually, like I said, lurk and not talk because she's still shy. Even though I've told her team human is the best. She'll learn. There's a lot of lurkers that start that way here, and then eventually they they take they dip their foot into the pool, and usually uh, Toronto gal embraces them, and yeah. the rest is. And she's met a few. She went to the book signings. Um, she went with me to Chicago and Milwaukee, um, and said hello to Felicia, and just kind of you know stumbled uh, around a few compliments and just you're awesome, um, that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, if you ever see her in there, that's her. Well, it, it's great that, that she's going to grow up with these, you know, female geeky role models. And, and, and you know, it's it's something like when I was a kid and, and I had a problem finding male geeky role models because all geeks back when we were growing up were just ostracized. Um, and then, you know, the males came out at, you know, with, with their role models at first. And, and, you know, ladies really had very little to relate to for a long time. But now, you know, it's really getting better. It, it's still got a ways to go, but it's totally getting better now and I mean, it's a good time mm-hmm. I, I have a friend of mine who um you know he took his daughter to see star wars and as soon as ray um spoiler alert as soon as ray ignited that lightsaber it was like he looked at her and it was like 
he, he flashed back to when he was a kid, the first time he saw a lightsaber. And, and this is, you know, this is a girl who now has somebody to relate to, another woman here with a lightsaber in her hand that she can emulate. And, and he says it was just like the happiest moment of his, par his parenting uh, life to that point, to have her have that same experience as him. Yeah, it's totally true. I mean, we did the Star Wars thing this last year. Um, at the Chicago Comic-Con, we made sure to go... Well, I'm a huge fan of the Supergirl TV show, and she watches it with me, and we went and saw the panel. Um, so just to see, you know, just to see people out there that she can relate to a little more easily, um, I think means a lot. All right, let's uh, dive into some... Some of these geeky passions you've you've mentioned. All uh, right, go ahead. One that you, the one one that you mentioned a couple of times, and the thing that that jumps out the most at me is is you like to crochet. Um, yeah, that just kind of happened. Um, so my mom, um, my entire life has been a crochet and knitter, um, and very crafty. Um, so I guess you could say that that's where it all came from. Um, she has forgotten more than I will probably ever learn. Um. And then about, I want to say about two years ago, um, you know, I there was an opportunity that came up and I started asking her how to do just what they call a granny square, which is just making a simple square. Uh, that was a little thing that came up and it led then into the co-optitude quilt or Afghan that I made. Not a quilt, that's the wrong term. Oh, that was um, you that made that? Yeah, you saw that. I did. See, I didn't see because that was me. You go by Hopivore, and I think I don't think that was the name I saw it come under. That was me. Um, I made the so the the Quaptitude show, which was like I said, my first love. Um, I started making these little granny squares, so they're just little squares, like an inch and a half by an inch and a half. And um, if you take the Quaptitude logo um that's roughly oh, i can't remember the exact math but it was like 1300 squares and then you sew them all together and voila you've got an afghan that's approximately like five feet by seven feet um and i was able to finish it up that the for the human anniversary week um that last weekend i had a, a huge push to get it all done in time but i made it happen uh sent it off and then um, I mean, my, my Twitter world exploded when Felicia posted a picture of it online saying, you know, hey, thanks. And then she like put my name in it. Um, and I mean, there's nothing like seeing all of a sudden what I, so I was at work and all of a sudden like one Twitter notification happened and then another one happened up. and then my phone just stopped. <laughs> like it wouldn't stop. Um, I had to turn off my notifications because it was just going crazy. Um, at this point, you know, almost a year after that picture, I still get one or two favorites or retweets a week. Um, it's up to like 2,500 favorites and like 500 retweets, which wow. um, I don't know. It's it's a testimonial to her fans. Uh, I mean, yes. she's got so many of them and they are just so amazing. Um, but yeah, so wow. I started with that. Um, but like I said, that's a lot of squares and took me like months to make. And that was really diving into the deep end, which was really kind of silly. Um, so then I thought, well, what's smaller than that? And I discovered that um, there's a thing called amigurumi, 
which is a Japanese term for like Jap, uh, for little like uh, essentially stuffed animals. I think it means something like s crochet in the round because basically you just make like a spiral, and if you do it correctly, you can turn it into like a ball or a tube. Yep. And enough balls or tubes are basically, you know, animals um, if you put them in the right order. So I made, uh, let's see, what was the first? Uh, well, I started off with some raccoons for Team Human. Um, I sent one off to Erica and some of the nice. other humans um, like JCVIM and a few others. Mm -hmm. um, and then once the, once the, uh, streams uh with felicia day started in involving the uh tomb raider uh she invented enrico the deer uh, I, I i made a deer because i thought well this will be something that i could give to her during the during the uh, actual book tour and it might be like an icebreaker because honestly if i just went up to her at the book tour without something to say i i would freeze and not know what to do so i thought well if i have something to give her um i would have at least you know I would at least have an opening gambit. And so it was giving her this deer. Um, since then, I've made a few other things. I've made some stuff um, for the people from the um, Hello from the Magic Tavern podcast, which is amazing if uh, you people have listened to it. It's great. Um, I listened to the And first also episode. some friends. Um, there's a lot of episodes, but they go by pretty quickly, and it's super easy to binge. Um, so... Um, yeah, crocheting, it just kind of became a thing, and I'm getting better all the time. I think part of the, I think part of it is the novelty that I'm, you know, some 40-year-old dude who crochets. Uh, you know, you think of it as being like a 70-year-old grandma, which would be my mom. Um, but because, hey, there's this guy crocheting, I've gotten a little more attention. I feel a little guilty sometimes because there are some other humans out there um, who do so much better work than I do. Uh, with their crafting and their crocheting. Um, there's a person, Camilla Rosenkrantz Jensen. She's from, I think, Denmark. Um, she did a supernatural um, Afghan that was just amazing. And the speed that she pumped it out with and, like, the con... Uh, I, it was just so consistent and perfect looking. And I don't think I'll, I'll be there for a while, but I got a little more attention. And like I said, it's, it's kind of a human thing to do. But I feel a little guilty sometimes that people are all this... Uh, attention towards me just because I'm a dude doing it. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't control people the way they react to them. Just keep doing what you're doing. And oh, I'm I, saying, like you just said, there are a lot more talented people that you consider more talented and, uh, they deserve attention too. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I try to point out their work to people and, uh, you know, promote others as well. I mean, that's one of the things that I think team human does best is to, you know, help right, boost so everybody. For sure. Let's dive into some of these other geeky passions sure. of yours. Uh, what are they? Um, comic books. Um, definitely a big comic book fan. And that started back like, just a little before high school. And I mean, it really started back when I was a kid with like the Super Friends television show. Um, but then it kind of grew into comic books and um, all of the comic book related movies and television shows that are out there nowadays. It's a great time to be a geek. There's, it certainly is. Um, so there's that. Um, uh, I think I, I've mentioned before, people have seen it probably lately, especially now that it's summertime on my Twitter feed, um, bird watching and just nature stuff. 
Um, the original Pokemon collecting. I love that little note you put in the. <laughs> yeah. Here. Well, Pokemon. I mean, isn't the phrase like "gotta catch them all"? Um, I, I'm not huge into Pokemon, um, but I'm aware of it enough through other video games. Uh, I mean, like the Pokemon Puzzle League and um, Pokemon Pinball on the Game Boy. Um, but bird watching is kind of a, a similar way. Like, there's these. You know, there's these wild animals out there, and there's so many of them. And if you're just in the right place and at the right time, you can see something that you've never seen before. Um, so I would say that there's uh, always a binoculars, like, within reach when I'm driving the, in my car. Because, um, like I said, you never know when you're going to see something, and you might need to pull over and see what that is on the side of the road. Um, I got a... I got a little bit of a bird story for you. Go ahead. Um, so when I was filming Basic Adventuring 101 last year down in Ohio, we, we had to do this shoot in this field, and we'd been warned by someone in the area that there was actually wild boar in the area. So um, we, we actually had to have somebody with us at all time that uh, had a measure of protecting us. And um, while we, I was doing runs back and forth, um, I wasn't part of the shoot that day, so I was like doing water runs and, and whatever else the cast needed, but it was a good, you know, mile hike between the road and, and the shooting location. So as I'm trudging through this like high grass forest, it's like my third trip back, um, I, I step next to this bush and this pheasant explodes from the bush no more than half a foot away from me. I have never in my entire existence <laughs> been so afraid than that exact moment. Because, you know, the split second you think I'm about to get gored by a boar and then this pheasant flies off in front of you. And it's a and relatively it's big like, bird, too. It's a big bird. Yeah. And it scared the shit out of me. Um, no doubt. There was no one there with me to even, you know, laugh about the experience with. I was just was like, okay, got to collect myself. Drop off the water, go back to my car, and just kind of breathe. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, yeah, the birds, so, the mean, best birding experiences are things when they're not when you expect them. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, two of my favorites would be the one time I was just driving home from my friend Matt's house, um, winter, middle of Milwaukee, and we're talking like one a.m. Um, right across the road, a, a snowy owl just flew right across oh. the road, which, I mean... I was hoping you were going to say owl. Uh, yeah, snowy owl, which, I mean, it's big, it's white, it's unmistakable, it's even if you only see it for a half of a second. Um, was not expecting it, and I will never forget the fact that I saw it like that. I mean, it's way more I've neat to see it that way than to have gone out looking for it for hours. Yeah, I've never seen an owl in my entire life in the wild, and the snowy owl is the one I want to see the most, yeah. so I'm very envious of that. That was awesome, um, and uh, oh shoot, I can't remember what the second one that I was going to say, but yeah, like I said, the, the ones where you just happen to see them just out of the blue, um, those are the best. Some people tend to take birdwatching a little to the extreme where they just you know, want to complete their list, and they just want to see the bird and make a little X next to the box. Um, I prefer to actually like not really care about the numbers so much. I mean, sure. I've seen somewhere, uh, somewhere between 200 to 250 birds, but I don't know exactly how many, but uh, I think it's more fun to just sometimes watch a bird that you've seen every day and just watch it like looking for worms and eating. I mean, just the little things about it. It makes you kind of, 
I don't know. It's it's fun just to take into into uh, account those little things in life. We had a couple of pigeons actually nest on our balcony like right now, and it's, they didn't even nest on like above. They're they're nesting on my balcony. Um, so we've, you know, we've had to, we got to see the whole problem. This is just pigeons, right? Sure. Every day we, we wake up. No one cares about a pigeon, for, but they're fun. Right. Yeah. So they were eggs for a month and then they hatched and they were these little yellow things. And now they're, they're bigger and they, they got the coloring of a proper pigeon. Now they haven't started, you know, learning to fly or anything yet, which I can't wait for because I got a whole lot of crap to clean up. But, um, it, it's been really cool just to watch the whole process of it all from, you know, the birds deciding that our balcony was where they were going to do their thing. And, and then now that we got pigeons, little baby pigeons walking around. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, some of your other stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I think, well, we may have mentioned it at some point along the way here so far on Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I, cause I had mentioned that my parents had gotten me kind of into it when I was a, a wee little tyke. Um, but part of Dungeons and Dragons involves having like actual people to play with, and you know, growing up, I didn't have a lot of that. I know my, my brother and sister weren't really into as many geeky passions as I was, um, so it really took into like the second edition, which was kind of tying in with my high school years when I was able to start playing it. Um, but then, for one reason or another, kind of fell out of that, and then um, when fifth edition came along. Um, one of my best friends from high school, his younger brother had started DMing, uh, DMing and um, just sent me a random message saying, hey, you know, would you be interested in playing? I, I remember that you used to play with my brother back in high school, and 5e might be a good time to, you know, jump back in. And I have, and it's been a blast. Um, my my Dwarven Fighter has has been a great, uh, a, a great time. Um, Monday nights wouldn't be the same without him now. So and, and it's made Critical Role that much more fun too. I I started playing just uh, it was like around December of 2014 that would be. Um, so shortly before the Twitch stream started, but then once I started watching Critical Role, I think my my own personal playing kind of took off too because I got to see like I mean they're really good on Critical Role and they just take some things and do stuff outside of the box and don't just play by the numbers and I started doing that as well and I think the biggest compliment one day shortly after watching Critical Role was one of the guys said you know what my character is no longer the weirdest character in this campaign because I just started doing stuff that no one expected to do. Right. Joey you're you're, uh, you're a bit more of a D&D person i think than i am uh what, what's your experience with dnd my experience with dnd uh well i have played two games or campaigns rather um both were uh advanced Dungeons dragon second edition uh first game i played i played a halfling druid and i stopped playing because for some reason the the DM gave permission to one of the other players to play my character while I was missing an action because I was sick, and oh my. for whatever reason, the guy thought I was a high enough level to cast a certain spell on a black dragon, and my character is wearing armor that is made entirely of wood, so I'm betting you know where oh that gosh. went. 
He killed your character? Killed my character, set me on fire. There was nothing left. That's unspeakable. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, There's got to be retcon for that. I'm sorry. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, second campaign that I played, though, uh, was just actually a couple years ago. And <laughs> we had one of the characters that was playing, he was a gnome, and he rode around on a giant hamster. And the hamster was also big enough that if there was danger, he could hide inside the hamster's mouth. So far, so good. I like that. Yep. Um, the entire map uh, was, like, certain areas were dubbed after certain uh, hair metal bands. So, like, oh there like there was a mountain named after Iron Maiden. Um, there was a fiery pit area that was based on the album cover of Ozzy Osbourne's Ultimate Sin album. So, yeah, like, it was very heavy metal inspired. Uh, but that only went on for so long uh, because we were all doing it over Skype. So after a while, like attention spans start to drop much faster. So it ended up uh, being null and voided eventually. Yeah, currently my group plays over uh, Roll Twenty and and then on Discord for the voice chat part of it. Um, but yeah, I, I do kind of miss the whole like in person playing um, that. That interaction is always a lot of fun. Um, just seeing people's reactions when they actually roll dice, as opposed to hitting a button on the screen that says to roll. But uh, on the other side, it's been a blessing to be able to play with people from you know out of state. So video games, uh, what, what's your poison? Uh, well, uh, we had mentioned before uh, Heroes of the Storm um, on my computer. That's the most frequently played game at the moment, um, Mario Kart, uh, anything with Mario on it. Um, I grew up a Nintendo guy um, after the ColecoVision, of course. Um, that would be probably my, my main thing. Um, really kind of waiting for that next uh, Legend of Zelda game that will be out eventually oh, i don't know which system if that's going to be the next one or uh, it better not be in the next God, one i'll be very upset because i bought i bought wii u for literally two games i bought it for mario kart yeah and i bought it for the new full zelda not the not zelda warriors or whatever that thing was that thing was not really a zelda game but uh for the full version and i've heard them t- talking about pushing it to the new system yeah, having the launch title here. that will make me very upset um very upset yeah those i mean those original nintendo games i mean that was that was my bread and butter um mm-hmm. but uh i actually i don't go back and play old video games much but i i downloaded the the old old the very first zelda down to my machine it's it's it still holds up for anyone who had played it in the past yeah i would agree it's a very very open world um you, you can literally walk into level eight if you want to Right, right off the the hop, I, I recommend not, but you can. Um, so it's like it's as open world as you could you can actually get, and um, it was a lot harder too than I, I remember it being. Um, those are, I remember like uh, let's go ahead. Those original games, I mean, there was a really steep learning curve. You know, they didn't oh, walk yeah. you through with a, a simple tutorial level. I mean, you, you either knew how to survive or you were dead, which was kind of awesome in its own way. To tie that all in, actually, my first ever project with crocheting, um, so I tried using those granny squares to make, you know, the classic link pose of holding the Triforce above his head. 
Um, I have a bunch of squares that didn't quite turn out all the same size because I wasn't consistent. And consistency is really key when it comes to crocheting so that everything turns out equal. I mean, if your squares aren't the same size, it's really hard to put together a, a you know, a mosaic essentially. And I have all of these squares and they just don't quite fit well. And someday I'll go and, and redo the ones that don't fit. But uh, that that is my goal is to have this big giant link uh, Afghan with him holding up the Triforce. That was my first project, which never quite finished. Um, so that's out there soon to be someday finished. We're also talking before we started the stream, uh, stream that uh, you're, you're a wrestling fan, an old wrestling fan that's come back. Well, yes. Um, you know, that was another thing that I got from my parents. My dad would always have on wrestling uh, Sunday mornings uh, after church. We would watch the AWA wrestling, uh, which would be like the Midwest uh, thing at that time. And then eventually that got usurped by all of the WWF stuff with Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and all of those guys. Um, but then kind of fell away for a little while, had some years where I paid no attention to it at all. But then especially once I got back into college, well, after college, essentially, um, with some roommates who were huge fans, um, we all kind of realized, hey, we liked this stuff when we were kids. Um, and why don't we watch some of it during Monday night when uh, some of that stuff was going on on Monday nights a lot. Um, but lately now it's been mostly involving uh, the federations that are really small, um, like Ring of Honor and a group called Chikara, which, uh, you know, they don't have the guys that are seven foot and, you know, 350 pounds of steroids. Um, they're a lot uh, more involved with the athleticism and the storylines, especially the Chikara people. Um, they take it to another level of having fun. Um, and then kind of you know, it's grown like some of those people that used to be in those federations now you have seen expand uh, their horizons and have gone to the biggest place, which would be the WWE. Um, and it's kind of been cool to see people that I've seen in person in a really small place up close and personal and like be able to shake their hands during intermission and tell them how much I like their stuff um, to watch them doing some stuff for, you know, hundreds of thousands of people now. Very cool. Uh, it also says here you're into tabletop games and beer, two of my two favorite things as well. Well, yes, beer. Uh, we, we touched on that. Um, mm -hmm. Tabletop games. Um, yeah, well, that was the other thing besides co-optitude is uh, tabletop gaming. So I have, you know, my daughter and I, and I thought, well, what would be the best way to watch and figure out what would be a good game to play with two players um, I started watching tabletop and you could kind of see which games would work well and which games wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, right. and, um, so we play a lot of games. Um, her and I, um, I'm on like a current six game losing streak against her in okay. smash up. Um, okay. it's just one of those things, you know, you raised a relatively smart and strategic person and now it's coming to bite me in the ass. Um, well, well, it's it's you can think of it that way, or you can think of it as that you no longer, if you ever did, have to wear kid gloves. You can play this person as if they were an equal. Well, you know, and that's actually probably how it happened so quickly. Is I never really did treat yes. her with kid gloves. I mean, even when she was like seven and eight, and we were playing, co you know, video games against each other or something, mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't just like you know, crush her, but I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't let her win like some right. people would do. I just I, I made her work for it, and um, yeah, now she schools me on a lot of stuff. Like Splatoon, she is awesome in Splatoon, and when I try to play her in that game, uh, it's a Nintendo game, like a first-person shooter. She crushes me, and it's awful, and I I, I go and cry in shame. Yeah, it's it's weird for me. I mean, I have nephews. I don't have any kids of my own, but when. Whenever they they're like, hey, Uncle Blair, do you want to play this game? And and, and I'm just like, do I get to play it or do I have to let you win? And and you know, most most of them, it's no. If if I don't let them win, they don't they leave the game mid game, sort of idea. Yeah, that's no fun. No, I was like, guys, you got to learn. It's about the game. It's not about winning. But um, anyway, I'm I'm an uncle, so I don't get to, you know, I can I can hopefully pass on some of those lessons. But that's I don't want to overwrite anything the parents are are trying to do. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, the other thing on your list of passions here that jumps out is the ethnic folk dancing from Slovakia. Um, it's a little unique. Yeah, it's a little unique. Um, I mean, I thought it was really unique until I heard the last podcast with uh, Classy Don Diego and his description of turbo folk. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, hey, I'm not the only person with um, kind of that experience. He, he, of course, was focusing on, I think it was Bosnia. Um, so right. Slovakia is just a little bit like to the north, northwest of that. My geography is not always perfect. But um, so back in 96, um, I started, um, thanks to my friend Kim, um, getting into this one dance group here in Milwaukee, doing folk dance from Slovakia. Um, guys who can dance are always a hot commodity. And uh, it turned out I had a little bit of rhythm and a lot of patience and the next thing I know, I was part of the group. Um, it served me well. I've been able to go to Slovakia a couple of times. Um, nice. We perform here in Milwaukee uh, throughout the year. Um, we've also done performances in Pennsylvania, Toronto, um, hey. Chicago. Yep. <laughs> we get we get around. Um, it's it's fun. It's a it's a a good chunk of work. We have a kids group and a teens group. Um, my daughter is also in our teens group, and I happen to teach our kids group uh, with the help of a couple of others. It's not like a one-person job. Um, right. Oh, my God. I cannot tell you how much I like totally appreciate what grade school teachers do. I, I have to try to, with the help of two other people, teach uh, about a dozen little kids between like five and ten how to dance. And... I can't imagine dealing with a whole classroom of them every day. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're teachers are incredible. You have all of my respect. All right, before we transition into the next section, section, um, I actually just got passed on that the storms in in Sydney, which is I believe around where Terrellin lives, are actually so severe that they're doing some evacuations of the area. So I. I I was saying the, the thing at the beginning of this podcast in jest, but no, this this is actually very, fairly serious. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm certain Terrell will be okay, but just, you know, wanted to clarify that one since it'll this will come out after the fact. And when you're hearing that Sydney's being evacuated, that's, that's pretty serious stuff. So anyway, <laughs> on to the next thing. Joey, it's time to do some rapid fire. Well, Ooh-hoo. before we get to do the rapid fire, I just want to throw this out here and this might catch Blair's attention. Uh, last dance lesson I had was at a good friend of mine, uh, wedding, uh, back 2009. Uh, she is known as Donna Day of Pirate Cat's Booty. Um, it's an, it's, 
she has an Etsy store, uh, so I am shamelessly plugging her. Did you say moment. Pirate Cat's Booty? Yep, Pirate Cat's Booty, cat with a K. Nice. Um, it's pirate-themed. Uh, she has a lot of different commissions, and she has, like, all kinds of things. And, in fact, um, there's... I, I can't remember the name of the hospital off the top of my head, and she's going to kick my ass for this later. Um, but she is based out of Barry, and she make uh, for the hospital, she was making a bunch of different um, fairy pendants um, that were going out to either staff or um, patients, particularly, you know, those with cancer. Um, and every time she, go, she would go in, they'd be like, do you have any more? We're down to like one or two. So um, she's been doing some of that charity work as well. Uh, she goes to wrestling shows and uh, I'm actually wearing a chainmail bracelet um, featuring um, a bunch of different Freddy Krueger icons on it. Uh, it's done up in red and green as well. So, like, she does all kinds of stuff. She does commissions. Um, so, like, if you give her an idea of what you're looking for, she does it. She does all kinds of things. But anyways, so back to the whole point. Uh, when I was at her wedding, um, her husband is of... Scottish descent and of course his sister taught us how to do Scottish sword dancing ah. so somewhere out there on the internet you can find a picture of me in a tuxedo in my socks learning how to do this learning how to frolic <laughs> it was around the it was kind of hilarious because half of the guys are like, I don't know how to do this. And she's just like, yep, I'm, I could do this all day. We'll have a link on that somewhere in the bottom of the podcast, right? <laughs> That's, like, it's going to be a tough find, but the internet, you guys can, have, you can help us out there because uh, I enjoyed it. I, I do enjoy a good sword dance. I will admit. That's awesome. All right. Ready for those rapid fire there, Andy? Uh, we'll see. Yes. Go right ahead. All right. We'll give you an easy one. What is your favorite color? Green. Ooh, mine too. Favorite food? Uh, pizza, um, so long as I can have sriracha sauce on top of it. Okay, speaking of sriracha, if anybody has been to Subway lately, I love the creamy sriracha, and I can't get enough of it. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, on double meat chicken breast with like eight slices of bacon and tons and tons of shredded Monterey cheddar toasted on the Italian herbs and cheese bread. I'm just throwing that out there. Anybody want to bring yeah, you I'm some hungry, food? Me hungry, okay, man. no? Okay. Anyways, moving on. It's, pa it's past midnight here. Don't make me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, your favorite word? Uh, oh, gosh. Um, I. Um... Sriracha. Yeah, um, favorite word, um, please? <laughs> I, I, no, no, seriously. Was that please? Please, yeah, I, I mean. Okay, uh, you're now it. officially a Canadian, I just, I, you need to know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've been adopted, you passed the test. I mean, whether favorite it's me please, saying yep, it, uh, or, or people asking it of me, it's just so nice to actually talk to somebody who's considerate. He's so adorable. Right. Anyways, <laughs> your spirit animal. Uh, well, it, it's a bird, but I mean, because that seems normal. You wouldn't like expect it to not be a bird with me. Um, but I'm going with a chickadee. I don't know if anyone is familiar with a chickadee, but it's this tiny little black and white bird. 
And well, yeah, two things that are awesome about it. A, uh, it's so like little and fast. I, it that can come right, right up to your hand if you're like really mm-hmm. like patient. Um, and also, just like a Pokemon, it says its name. Yep. I wish more birds were like that. Yeah. Oh my I'm gosh. from Maine, and it's the state bird for the state of Maine, so I know exactly what a chickadee oh, is. Cool. It would make bird watching so much easier. <laughs> you wouldn't have to like pull up a book. Like, oh, oh, that's what it says it is. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a chickadee dee dee. <laughs> totally. I'm just also going to throw this out there. Their legs are as thin as toothpicks. Like, holy crap. I've often wondered how they don't die in winter being that little. I know. Yeah. No, I agree. If you could have unlimited storage for one thing and one thing only, what would it be? Uh, my comic books. Mm. Um, I mean, I... At the moment, I'm about ready to buy a 10th long box. Um, and because of the way my room is set up, um, where they are stored, they're like three on top of three turned 90 degrees on top of three turned another 90 degrees, which is really inconvenient. I'd rather have just like nine straight across, but that's not going to happen right now. So, yeah, comic books. More room, please. <laughs> What is your please? B- I have yes. one little short box. What is your well, biggest was... pet peeve? Uh, my biggest pet peeve would be, um, well, I would say like people who mispronounce things completely on purpose, like Sketty. Uh, well, yeah, it kind of gets to me. Yeah. <laughs> Or, well, not so much that. I mean, because you're doing it, like, in an acute way. But, like, it's really not mispronouncing it. But people who call stuff by, like, a... F- like encyclopedia. Yeah. Aluminium. Knowing that... <laughs> Elum- oh, that well, well, that's, that's British. British. I know. Yeah. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Jake again gets dragged through the mud in this one. <laughs> poor guy. Alrighty then. Let's see. Which letter in the alphabet best describes you? I haven't asked this one in a while. Huh. Mm. Um, I would say O for my general body shape. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm like 5'9 and a little bit tubby. So, <laughs> oh. Self. Okay. <laughs> Favorite TV show of all time. Okay, you know, you've asked this to people before, and so I've thought about it, and it's really hard to think because I've watched a lot of television a lot of television in my time. But because we're saying all time, I'm going to say the original Muppet Show. Oh, good answer. Good answer. Yeah. I remember when they brought out the Star Wars cast once. I, I lost oh, my mind. Just the fact that, yeah, that those two things could cross over together. So good. Yeah. That would be my all time you know if we had to go recent i'd probably say walking dead or something like that you know comic related um the flash which is awesome supergirl but if we say all time the muppet show okay what is the one trait that best describes you uh the one trait that best describes me would probably be patient um to my like you know as a good thing but sometimes as a bad thing um it helps out with a lot of things like, like I said, bird watching, where sometimes you just want to 
sit there in the middle of the woods until nature starts becoming nature again and has accepted the fact that you're sitting there and is not afraid of you, and then all of a sudden mm. all of these things come back out that were just previously yeah. hiding. So patience can be a virtue. Um, it makes it really helpful when you're a parent. Um, but sometimes when I need to get an answer in a professional sense, um, sometimes I sometimes let that hap uh, happen a little too much on its own instead of pushing matters. Um, so, yeah, sometimes patience can be, you know, a weakness and, instead of a virtue. But I have a lot of it, so I would say that's probably the, probably my answer. All right, if you could take one album with you on a trip to Mars and one album only, what would it be? One album, and this is one where I've been listening to it a lot lately. Um, I listened to it a lot when I was growing up. Um, Midnight Oil's Diesel and Dust. Like, the entire album is front to back really, really good. And for some reason, like, that mid-'80s, rock um especially like slightly alternative i mean it wasn't like crazy um but i don't know that album to me like it it's it has apparently stood the test of time i mean i've listened to it a lot lately and that's is that beds years. are burning song on i was that just one? thinking that too <laughs> that's that's probably the most famous one off of it here here would be a great okay. time for tierland to be able to join us um <laughs> sometimes is another one um there's a, a lot on there that you would probably, if you heard it, you'd go, oh, yeah, I've heard that song before. Um, and I guess some of it, too, is that was probably one of the first, like, socially conscious or at least environmentally conscious mm. albums that I ever remember listening to. It, it was like, hey, you don't have to just be a rock and roll band and sing about, you know, girls and guys and, and partying. There can be a little extra layer to, to life. I maybe didn't realize that completely when I was in eighth grade, but, um, mm. you know, some of it resonated. With age comes wisdom. Yep. And finally, last but not least, how awesome is Toronto Gal? She is my favorite human ever. Uh, when I, my first, my first initiation into, like, Team Human on a deeper level was when Felicia Day had in one of her Co-Optitude episodes mentioned, hey, I want somebody to write a fanfic about Goofy and Ryan Day becoming best friends and here's how it ends. And she gave like the final like line to a story. I took that as a personal challenge and I wrote that fanfiction. And um, along the way, uh, Toronto Gal was really like the only person who I kind of knew at that time um, in the like Geek and Sundry fan base. So I would send her like rough edits, and she would give me wonderful feedback and and thoughts on how it was going. And uh, without her, that first bit of opening up my creativity to all of you fans out there would never have happened. And so yes, she is the best or the epst. The Ebst, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, Joey asks this question, and, and and I love that he does because I think Toronto Gal has touched each of us in, in a different way, and in really in a very special way. I was actually talking to her earlier today, and she's like, she's you know catching up on some of the older 
who pods and he's just like every time you guys ask that question I, I i really you know blush and i go you've made such an impact on all of us and you know i don't know if we could as a group could thank you enough for that i mean just just being who you are towards all of us here in, in the team human community is just it deserves so much respect from us and, and i'm glad joey keeps asking the question it is one of the things that makes this podcast great for me because everyone's got a new story which i love Okay, so we're going to wrap this up as we're running a bit long. Uh, What's going on promotional-wise with you, Andy? Um, Sure. Um, Well, like I had mentioned earlier with the crocheting, I had crocheted an Enrico um, and a few other animals. I turned that into a children's book with the help of another fellow Milwaukee human, Emily. And uh, the proceeds of that book... um, we're going to help out the Wisconsin Humane Society's Wildlife Rehab Center. We will be going this week to donate the money that was raised, um, which is about $220, give or take. Um, we'll be donating that to their cause. Um, so it's just a great way that you humans out there have helped out. If more people are interested in purchasing that book, we'll print more um, and then donate that money. Uh, if you're interested in that, you can write to... Edward, or sorry, Enrico and Eduardo at gmail.com. And then the other thing that will be coming back up uh, once again is the Geek and Sundry Forum's Secret Santa. Uh, I happen yes. to be the uh, most recent coordinator with that. Um, oh, I'm cool. planning on doing it again this year. Uh, it was Can a you blast. Tell us a little bit more about what this is because this is actually the first time I'm hearing about this. And I was just oh. like, wait, wait, oh, really? what? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, not, I'm this. not even this is kidding. A lot of fun. Like I, yeah. I told you, like as much as a part of the community that I try to be, I still feel like right. I'm hiding under a rock. Okay, Joey. No, th- this this is a forums thing. That's probably why you haven't heard of it yet. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm scared of the forums. Yeah, the the forums yeah. thing. I wish more people would use it more um, because it does have some really good aspects um, that Twitter and Facebook can't do, like uh, cataloging things better. It's a lot easier to go back and find old stuff. Um, Facebook and Twitter are great for immediacy, but as soon as a day has passed, it's hard to find an old post, whereas the Geek and Sundry forums are great at that. So uh, a yearly tradition on there has been the Secret Santa, and it started, I want to say, four years ago. Yep. Um, I started two years ago. Um, The first year I just started as a participant, um, but it was awesome. It was run by Malakov, um, and... Then last year, he had other things going on, so he said, hey, you know, if it doesn't fall on my shoulders, um, it may not happen, so would anyone like to step up? And at the time, I had a a good chunk of free time, so I said, please, I'll do it. Um, Let me be your tribute. And I took over the job. Um, And then because of the Team Human Facebook page and just, like, the growth of the Twitch channel and all of that stuff, we exploded it to about 90 participants last year. Wow, I didn't um, do it in, last year. They went, you guys had 90? Wow. Uh, yeah, I think it was 94, if I recall, including uh, some of the Geek & Sundry on-air talent, like Matt Mercer, Erica. Um, others were involved, too. Um, a lot of the office staff got involved. I, I have to say thanks to all of them for, for doing that. That really made it extra special. So... Uh, to the promotional part, um, usually around like October, we'll be starting to promote it heavily, and 
Uh, we'll be doing that again. The email is g and s santa at gmail.com. Um, if you write to that, you will be able to get a, a letter back from Santa. I'm not saying exactly who that is. Um, it may be me. Um, but um, stop listening, kid. What we Don't do is, worry. Said it's real. Yeah, shh, he's. It's actually Santa. I'm just his coordinator. Um, and so basically, all you do is you you write like a little thing saying, "Hey, this is what I I like. These are my passions." And uh, the coordinator uh, happens to then like randomize it all and send it off to your secret Santa, and they will then find you an awesome gift. Um, and the best thing is. You know, my fear when I got into it was, oh, my gosh, there's all these people and there's going to be a bunch of people that don't then respond like properly. Like they get the gift, but they don't give the gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was not the case. Um, I mean, it was almost 100 percent, 100 percent participation where everybody followed through with their commitment. And uh, yeah, it's just a testament to what a great group of people it is. So once again, that was G and S Santa. Uh, at gmail.com more information on that will be hitting the forum uh, facebook twitter all coming up in october Um, and then yeah it's just a great way to get to know other people in your community and make someone's day Uh, i've been i've participated in a couple of a couple of years i I, i've really enjoyed it i think the last time our last guest actually uh don diego got me he's like he's like of all the people i get you (laughs) yeah no no, but i mean it's good it it worked out perfectly i I got to send one out to canada one year which was great for postage for me i'll tell you (laughs) well you know and that's the thing too uh you know that issue comes up um people say hey you know I don't want to necessarily have to spend all the money to send something from, you know, Toronto to New Zealand. Right. Um, but with a lot of people, they'll just put stuff on their Amazon wish list. Yep. And then oh, there's so many different Amazon um, hubs, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, that you can really cut down on shipping that way. For sure. um, if you if you want to do other stuff, you know, by all means, go right ahead. And, you know, there's kind of like a suggested price, but there's not a it, it's not hard and fast. You know, spend whatever you want. People love you. So where can people find you on the socials? Uh, sure. Um, on Twitter, it is at Hopivore Andy. That's H-O-P-I-V-O-R-E, Andy. Uh, and then, oh, that's A-N-D-Y. Um, and then on Facebook, it's Andrew Tarks, A-N-D-R-E-W-T-I-A-R-K-S. That's where you can find me, but don't call me that unless you're my mother. Um that's pretty much all the places that you can find me. I'm I'm pretty consistent with that Hopivore Andy on anything I sign up to now. Mr. Couture. Well, you can find me on Twitter at JoeyCouture underscore. You can also find me in the Team Who In Facebook group. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. Uh, the channel is Joey Couture, even though it's now being promoted as Joey Couture TV. Um, Actually, just a couple days ago, we aired. Well, when by we I mean me. <laughs> I just aired the first episode of the abridged uh, Tomb Raider stream. Now, fair warning: uh, when the with, especially with the first episode, the newer episodes, um, I ended up splitting Life is Strange. Like each stream ended up tending to be like two parts each. 
um, just because of how intense certain streams got, so I would have to split them up. Um, this time around, though, I'm f trying to focus the editing more down to how Legend of Grimrock 2 was edited, but depending on how much content I'm given, which is more than enough, uh, the episodes are actually are about the length of like an hour-long drama minus commercials, so about like 45 minutes max, roughly. So, fair warning. Um, the, they do tend to run long, but the funny thing is, though, I had <laughs> I ran a test screening on the first cut of that episode, and I got laughs all around, and it went by so fast, like, you don't even realize how fast it goes by. So, whether, no matter how long it is, it tends to actually fly by. Um, but there is a small hold on future episodes. There's uh, some real-life stuff going on. Um, I won't go into detail about it, but um, the other episodes will be coming along shortly, but they're, for a small window, they're kind of on hold. Good stuff. Uh, you can find me at Blair Beverage on the Twitters, at Hoopod, at Webisode Watch as well, as I've often promoted in the past. Uh, I will be showing up on a web series called Basic Adventuring 101, which you will be able to find at basicadventuring101.com. There was a Twitter message sent out from the, the main account saying Kristen is editing again uh, together a teaser trailer. So uh, I don't know when that's coming out, hopefully soon, um, and uh, hopefully you guys get to see it. As I said, I got confirmation I will not be in the first episode they release, but I should be in the next one. Uh, as well, I'm doing Twitch again. I started up today. I blew the dust off the account. So uh, twitch.tv slash Blair Beverage. Playing some Overwatch right now. It's kind of my jam right now. Um, really en enjoying it. If you also are into Overwatch and you're listening to this, feel free to add me on Battle.net. Uh, my tag is Nightmare, N-I-T-E-M-A-R-E, -E, hashtag 1556. So uh, yeah, I like to play Overwatch with more humans as we move forward. YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Blair Beverage. And that is about all I have to promote. Well, I want to thank our guest, Andy, for joining us here today and, and giving us a little glimpse into his world. So thank you very much, Andy. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And I want to thank once again my uh, co-host, Joey Couture, who uh, rushed home from work to get, get to this podcast. So I want to thank him very much for that. Of course, I do my best. Like, I literally walked through the door, turned the computer on, sat down, and I was just like, hang on, hang on. My feet feel like they're having Charlie horses. Just give me a minute. He works this hard for you guys, man. Straight from the fire into the frying pan. And, That's uh, why we love him. Yeah, for sure. We, we definitely love Joey. And uh, again, we hope everything works out well with the storms down in Sydney, Australia. Uh, for anyone down there that's listening, stay safe. Okay, guys, until next time, take care. <laughs>